So <laughs> I pulled some stuff together. Welcome back, everybody. We are here. Welcome back. This is Engineering Money, and we are here to make you money. Okay. That's right. <laughs> I. That was either a bird, or someone just yelled outside my front door. I would Maybe. probably assume oh. it's a murderer. Maybe no, it's the a cat. bird was yelling. I forgot there's a oh, cat it's here. A cat. <laughs> all right, it's Joey's it week. Yell like a person. Let's see what he can say that can make all you listeners fifty percent on your investments in the next twenty seconds. We don't give well, all right. Well, financial uh, advice. the answer is micro caps. Boom. 20 seconds, 50% return added. That's all I have to say. Wait, right, micro caps? Episode's over. We're done. What I like mean, super small companies? You allow me more time than 20 seconds to elaborate, Ben. Oh, no, I'm saying they need uh, to make the money in 20 seconds. we've been seconds. talking about, about rebalancing, and I mentioned it as kind of my overall strategy. It's a good way to put kind of upfront effort in making your plan and then you can just execute it almost thoughtlessly and just know that you're going to stay balanced with those percentages that you've already decided on it makes it really easy to not have to check your portfolio every single day to do mm -hmm. balance but mm. what i've been thinking about this week is how rebalancing doesn't have to be your whole strategy but it can be kind of a guide that other uh, more I guess more popular for active traders strategies can fit into. And I'm thinking things like uh, following technical indicators, market trends, or our news events, things like earnings coming out, or, or you know, things where you're not just looking at a specific percentage to hold this stock. You, you're saying, I want to time it right as well, because this earnings report is going to be great or whatever. And the way that I've been thinking is a nice way to combine the two is you can base your timing off of your in-depth research. If you're, you're looking into Facebook or whatever and saying, all right, this earnings season is going to be really good for them. I want to make sure mm -hmm. I buy more Facebook. Then you use your rebalancing strategy to tell you how much Facebook to buy. So timing on one part and the, the amount on the other, but because if you've already decided, I want this percentage of tech stocks and mega cap stocks in my portfolio. You'll know how much room you have to to fill with Facebook. Okay, you're you're saying rebalancing by a, a sector um, point of view, not just with individual stocks. Right, exactly, and and that's kind of the way I have things set up right now. Is I have it based on sectors to rebalance, but then you don't need to. I I think oh I. I should preface this. The kind of conventional way to do a rebalancing strategy is to say, pick a frequency. Maybe you rebalance every month, every quarter, and that is when you rebalance your entire portfolio. Mm. Mm. The way I'm looking at it is each week, I might want my whole portfolio to get rebalanced over the course course of a quarter, but you're doing it like each week. I can sections. look at like one thing and say, okay, this looks like a good time to buy Facebook. Let me make sure I buy it up to my rebalancing amount. So mm. essentially, Facebook is now balanced to the proper percentage. But maybe the rest of my portfolio still has some room that it needs to move. So essentially, nice. it's no different from when you're playing Age of Empires 2 
and you periodically look at your workers and what exactly they're up to and potentially getting more oh, it, to rebalance. Exactly, it's the, <laughs> Rebalancing, you can think of as the build order, ah. your meta, if you will, whereas <laughs> going by technical indicators is really your micro. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> you also you want to always be making workers, and that's uh, dollar cost basis averaging growing your money yeah the number uh, of dollars villagers in age of empires pay for themselves in 24 minutes so no no it's how long does a dollar take yeah 24 that's so long it's it's something like they pay for themselves 24 times over in the course of an hour how many so villagers are the best things you can invest in does it change throughout the game like money would uh yeah you know because if you upgrade your villagers they're going to get more efficient Boom. you're going to yeah. increase your returns okay so joey how can you uh translate that to the stock market oh <laughs> uh, well let's let's think what? so if you're translating that to the stock market that this is where you're looking for companies with good dividend growth mm, where like you're AT&T. buying them now because you expect Bang. them to continue giving you not just more money, but increase the rate that they're giving you money. And I, I don't know if at and is the best example. They're so cutting they their, cut dividend their dividend by like 44%. <laughs> they just did? No, they, they are. With the their divestiture, if that's how <laughs> divesture, of um, the media portion of their company, they're cutting yeah. the dividend by a large amount. Yeah. But you do get the spinoff, so. Well, here, let me give you an example I have pulled up that is a good one. Accenture. Accenture. What's the ticker? No, it's just Accenture. ACN. Yeah, it's a, it's Accenture. Joey. Yeah, come on, Joey. I actually I bought some Accenture because you said to. <laughs> yeah, I I like them a lot, and they are a very large cap stock. But this mm-hmm. is where I mentioned micro caps. In the beginning because i like to have within my different stocks i'm choosing i'll have some very large caps like accenture this is standard blue chip stock they're, they're growing a lot and the way i see it is as accenture grows and gives me money i take that money and invest it in something that might not be doing so hot right now because it's not a blue chip stock mm. but has great potential and that's that's your micro caps. I see. Yeah, and I'd read a book recently where the author was like, you know, if you think about it this way, you invest in a, a company that you think maybe short term might go up, um, not like day to day, but you know, you know, less than a year, and then what it appreciates, you take out your original investment and then you keep what it appreciated to, and then you can think of that as just you know, a free, free yeah. stocks that you just have, and then you can use that base money to go and do that somewhere else. Right. And that's, it's almost the flip side of standard um, rebalancing. Whereas if you bought one stock and it goes up a ton and now you're rebalancing, assuming yeah. everything else stayed relatively the same, essentially you're taking your earnings and yeah. putting them somewhere else. Yeah. What As I was opposed saying to is keeping you... only the earnings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, moving exactly. to other stuff, but and and the way I would look at it is your your mega caps are going to be the ones to do standard rebalancing with. 
But if you picked a good small cap and now it's suddenly up 50%, then you should probably go the other other way around, keep only what you've gained and, and move that initial investment to the next small cap that you think is, is going to get that big growth there. Um, a bird hit my window a few minutes ago. Oh. Did you know something like 3 billion birds die every year from crashing billion? into windows? Yeah. I, it can't be billion. Or it might be 1 billion. I think it's 3 billion birds die from household cats. Oh, yeah, no, it is a ridiculous number for household cats. Household cats are a menace to neighborhood ecosystems. They're a menace to so, society. Tim, it's, it sounds like your grandma's house is terrible for birds. Um, no, this cat doesn't go outside. She's like <laughs> 17 years old. Okay. Wow. Oh, yeah. but my other point I wanted to bring up on microcap stocks, they are how you stick it to the man. There you because go. Because they, yeah. they are the one way that you can beat the markets. Mm -hmm. Because you, you might look at, say, oh, but Joey, look at professional investors. Even professional investors don't beat the market usually. Mm -hmm. and, and they're not investing the, in... The thing is, they can't invest in small caps. These micro caps mm -hmm. that are maybe worth $100 million, that is like one position... That's like one one move for a big hedge fund is $100 million. Mm -hmm. They're not going to buy out the entire small cap company. So it's well, just yeah. not viable for them to invest in small caps. Well, even that they wouldn't want to buy out the entire company. But if they buy like even just $5 million, they'd have to submit forms to the SEC that they're going to be a 5% shareholder. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that then that just... You know, a lot of times they're not allowed to do that in a hedge fund yeah. is become yeah. a 5% shareholder. But we can. And that's yeah. why I want to bring up one of my favorite recent micro caps I've been looking at. I forget okay. if I mentioned this a few weeks back, but Hire. H-Y-R-E. Hire Car Inc. The Oracle. So before you deep dive into this one, how do you find your micro caps, Joey? Well, the way I've been doing it recently, because if you remember, I guess three weeks ago now, I was telling you about my my venture into sectors and sector investing. And yeah. I look within a sector, I want to have however much money, and I just search for stocks in that sector. And what I try to do is make sure that I have within each sector a spread of capitalizations. Mm -hmm. um, but through any good stock screener, you can choose your market cap that you're looking through and so so that way you can hone in on those micro caps but w when i'm looking for one that i actually want to invest in it needs to either be i don't know some kind of moonshot company where i think it's going to have tremendous growth potential right now or something else for it looks really good like fundamentally it's got great dividend uh, payout and growth or it's just incredibly undervalued right now because a microcap stock can go way undervalued and stay under the radar and no one really notices. Yeah. So you, it whereas if if something like Google takes a 20% dip, then everyone is going to be like, "Oh my gosh, it's it's so undervalued now." Do you f see a lot of microcap stocks with dividends? Cuz I wouldn't think that they would have that. Let's, it depends on the sector. Let's I'll, do I'll tell you the financial sector. Micro. You'll you'll find a lot. Oh, okay. And what was the ticker of this company, Joey? 
H-Y-R-E. All right, so here we got, um, so this is my favorite screener, finviz.com, free, yeah. easy to use. We talked about it in the past. Yeah, so I just went ahead and uh, filtered micro cap with a positive dividend yield. Um, and it looks like we got 22 pages times 20 okay. stocks, so quite a few. I'm sure a lot of them, it's, I'm sure it's heavily weighted towards real estate and finance. Is that yeah. correct? Because that Joey? tends to be for a small company in finance. It's like the whole point of the company is just to give shareholders money. <laughs> and that's the dividend. Yeah. So, Joey, I'm interested why you like higher because I'm looking at their financials and they're making more and more money, but then they're losing more and more money. Well, right. they're, so higher is going one of those up, examples where I'm not. This is not one that I think you should buy because it's undervalued or has great fundamentals. It doesn't pay a dividend. It's one of those moonshots right now uh, where I think, well, I should say what they do. Essentially, they are a system to rent out cars to people to then use as Uber or Lyfts. Gotcha. So and you so think as they to, I they think their economies of scale going then they can become more profitable. Oh yeah, that's the thing. They're they're microcap right now, but they I think they could easily expand. Like there's there's nothing they don't need to build buildings. They they can be wherever people are willing to use their app. So yeah. And I think you know regardless of whether you think Uber or Lyft are, you know, good companies and going to be around, I still I think the idea of an Uber or Lyft service is here to stay. Yeah. I, mm. it's like, it just makes sense that <laughs> there's these assets like cars that are just laying around most of the time and things like Uber and Lyft make them get used more. So mm -hmm. it's, it's just an inefficiency that went away with the invention of these apps. Speaking of, cars and rentals and things have you guys heard about hertz recently i know they went bankrupt a while back yeah well they they just got bought out oh dang whoa so if you like they're going private i think oh dang yeah it happened in it was announced in like april so about a month ago um but yeah they'd been trading i mean at their lowest you know, they went down to like 50 cents or something. Um, and they're being bought out at $8 a share. Dang. Dang. Oh, yeah, they had a big jump there. That news. That's crazy. Well, I think it's $8 a share. So I, I don't know why it's currently at 660 because then you could just, you know, make. Well, it's, it's the arbitrage. doubt that the thing might not come out. Oh, that it, it might not might actually go not through. Not go through. Goes back gotcha. down to fifty cents. True. Um. In other news, did you have more to say, Joey? Because I've I've got a bunch of ideas going around in my brain right now. Oh, let them fly, Tim. Well, Ben, we're getting pretty close to your entry point on crypto. Ten. Oh, yeah. What What oh. was my entry point? Ten thousand. I think ten thousand dollar Bitcoin. Ten thousand dollar Bitcoin is my new entry point. Yeah, I said that how long ago? 
a few months ago? A couple months. It was a while ago, yeah. <sighs> Shit. Um, but we we are getting there. I'm gonna buy a hundred thousand so bitcoins just lost, like, if half it gets its value to 10. from its peak. Has it lost half its value? From the very peak, it's about there. Man. Yeah, it's been uh, it's just been a free fall. Well, I bet ben, part of still it. 20... So, is it crypto? Like almost all cryptos are going through a dip right now. Pretty much it, because is we're it still mainly in the Bitcoin? phase of the world where everyone knows Bitcoin and they're a lot less likely to know any other cryptocurrency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for a lot of people, Bitcoin's crashing. Time to sell all of my I crypto. See. But I will say, I think, well, there was a point where Ethereum was crashing a lot less than Bitcoin. Right. And that, that was when there was the Elon Musk raised concerns for the environmental impacts of Bitcoin farming. And so then Bitcoin crashed, whereas the cryptocurrencies that don't use that system don't take up so much energy. They stayed mm-hmm. higher. But yeah, yeah. Well, part uh, part of that too, like the environmental cost and treating that as like a negative thing, it's kind of a red herring because the whole point of Bitcoin is that over time it will become harder and harder to mine because right. there's te- like theoretically right. there's infinite amount of the them, system. but it gets harder and harder as more and more get mined, just like any other natural resource so yeah yeah well and people have also compared it to like if you were to add up all the energy used by our financial system with all the offices and everything then Mm -hmm. i don't know but i do think proof of stake is much better because then it then people aren't buying up all the graphics cards that i want to use in my computer um and that's another reason why this dip is making me very happy because hopefully these miners will buy less graphics cards and I will actually be able to get a 3060 TI that I've been waiting for months yeah. for. There will be a new equilibrium and it'll, it's just like any other natural resource. It's going to go through this um, where the price is going to dip. So the people mining will stop mining because it's not cost effective. Then, you know, the availability of them will stop or slow down quite a bit which will over time want it more over time will drive the price back up to a certain point where the miners are like okay we can do this again they do it until you know it's a cycle yeah yeah cycles and ben i think you should raise your uh your entry point to twenty thousand. no (laughs) i i don't think it's gonna get back down to ten thousand good for me then <laughs> means yeah, i don't need to put any to. more money or any money into it but <clears throat> i'm looking at it now its peak was at just about sixty five thousand dollars of bitcoin it is down now to thirty three thousand about so cool we're halfway there see and the interesting thing is on like coinbase it tells you what much like fidelity it tells you what people on the platform are doing buying or selling and people on coinbase for just about all of the cryptocurrencies are majority buying Mm. even though the prices are tanking so that means people are the small-time investors are cashing in on the dip nice yeah all right 
put in your put in the description your favorite flavor of hot dogs.